When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? LJ, doing good. Um, you know, I am feeling pretty good. You know, the Yankees um, just keep on rolling. A nice win, a nice start from Garrett Cole yesterday. Um, so, yeah, feeling very good. Brandon, let's start off with some uh, early news here, um, some late stuff, some very recent stuff, including this. We now have another Clemens pitching in the major leagues. And, you know, it's not going it's not going horrendously. Um Chicago's up 12-0 on the Tigers. No one really should be surprised with that score. But Cody Clemens, the son of Roger Clemens, has come into pitch. He now has two-thirds of an inning and has allowed, I believe it's only one run. Um, where is it? Yeah, okay. one, one run. He's got, a, he's got an ERA now. It's 13-50. How are we feeling about this? There's just so many players or so many position players that pitch now. I mean, this is becoming like a very common thing. Um, you know, as of a few years ago, you saw it maybe four or five times a season. Now we're seeing it like twice a week, it seems. Twice a week, but it's in play. We have outs. Cody Clemens has gotten himself out of a jam. I love it. Um, I mean, I don't blame managers for throwing position players out there and blowouts. Um, pretty interesting, actually. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, I mean, it's just something that you're bound to see when starters are pitching less than ever in bullpen. Yeah, 
And as a result of that, more innings have to go on your bullpen, guys. Yeah, and the other story we're kind of dropping here while we talk joke about Cody Clemens is, you know, it's not surprising to see 12 nothing, but it's the incompetent way the Tigers are getting to that 12 nothing. Brendan, do you want to – let's play this game again. How many hits? Oh, boy. For, for the White Sox? For the Tigers. Oh. Um, or you can do both. Well, if the White Sox got 12 hits, I'm going to guess they got – or 12 runs. I'm going to guess they have at least, like, I don't know, 9 or 10 hits. They have 19 hits. Oh, okay. Just so you can ballpark it a little easier. For the Tigers, they have no runs. Uh, I don't know, like, what? Two hits, three hits. They have four hits. They've doubled their hit total from the other other day that we were talking about. It is only what what inning? It's because the game is in the middle of the eighth. Oh boy. Okay. Do you want to guess how many base runners they've had tonight? Four. Five. One walk. Okay. One error. One error. Okay. This is another walkless game for the Detroit Tigers. This is just poor uh, – again, like, it's one thing to not be a good baseball team. It's another thing to be a bad baseball team and an undisciplined baseball team. Like, um, LJ, that's they, just they, setting yourself apart. Harold Castro pitched the inning before Cody Clemens, and he's a position player. He had a scoreless inning. Yeah, but his name isn't Clemens. Welcome, okay. welcome to the world of media now, Brandon. Cool. <laughs> it's all about named at name right recognition and headlines. If I've learned anything in my two years as a journalism minor. Well, LJ, I feel like we are burying a big story here. Um, we bury every story on this show. Let's be real. We're here for the memes. Steven Strasberg, he returns. Um, what was his line even in that game when when he returned? Um, what's what's it end up being? I got. I'm gonna pull it up right now. But he returns. He pitches in one game and then heads back on the IL. Um, he finishes with four and two thirds, eight hits, seven runs, five Ks, um, a homer, two walks, a hit by pitch. Um, yeah, you know this this sucks because. The Nationals gave him a lot of money after he won the World Series MVP. Well, to be fair, you win the World Series MVP. You win the World Series. You got to owe your players that got you there a lot of respect. Absolutely. No, absolutely. He deserved that money. He was a fantastic pitcher in the regular season um, for them and was a, and did a big part um, in that playoff run, especially in the World Series. Absolutely. But you pay him a lot of money. You pay Patrick Corbin a lot of money. And now these two contracts are the reason why you are where you are as a franchise. Yeah, and it's a lot about choices, too. Like, I can't blame them for making the Steven Strasburg deal here. Because, again, he is, like, one of your greatest players ever. And he won you a World Series there. You can't not give him the money. You have to keep him around. But it's a lot about choices. I mean, I think back to the Red Sox the year before. You know, you're coming out of a World Series. You can only spend so much money. You only have so much money to spend. Are you going to give that money to Chris Sale? Or are you going to give that to Mookie Betts? It's like, 
are you going to give that money to Patrick Corbin or are you going to give that money? And uh, who else did they resign from that team? Somebody else other than Strasburg got a big enough, a uh, semi-large deal uh, after the fact, but are you going to pay guys like Corbin or are you going to keep guys like Rendon, um, Scherzer, Turner, these other major names that you had there that you had to let go because of these contract choices. It's just, it's a tough part of the business, but I mean, yeah, now we've got, uh, but they made their decision. They went with Steven Strasburg, you know, he came, he saw, he went back to the IO. All right. Well, um, believe today's episode, we're going to be talking about our AL rookie of the year tiers up through this point of the season. Um, a really interesting group that we've talked to. I mean, we've talked about the rookies a fair share, right? Quite a bit so far this year, I would say. Um, just because there is so many exciting prospects compared to years past um, who made their debut. And, um, you know, a lot of these guys uh, are still in this race for AL Rookie of the Year. I really don't think it's over with, um, especially with um, – a very important guy hitting the IL very recently, which we're going to get into here. But um, yeah, LJ, before we get into any specific names, how do you kind of view this prospect uh, crop in the AL? Um, it's it's an interesting because I think like the names that you really expected to be at the top aren't the ones at the top. I mean, before we get too far into it, you know, I think of my in my top two tiers, there was only one person that was had that name recognition that had that um, clout going into the year, and he probably wasn't the cloudiest of the cloudy. Like if that's if that's a word, if that's a phrase that I just completely created there. But like there were a lot of high profile guys who just haven't stepped up this year, and so there's other guys in here now that honestly intrigue me more, and that's ultimately where we are. Like those guys, because of their names aren't out of this race by any means, but they certainly haven't earned it. Yeah, no, I can, I can certainly agree with that. Um, I guess right before we get into it, how did you lay out your, your tiers for this one? Kind of the same with how you did the relievers. Yeah, I can't, I, I was considering going to the emoji tier list, but I didn't have the guts. Um, not yet. Not yet. Maybe we'll save that for MVP. <laughs> we have a lot more of these to, to do. So, um, yes. Certainly afterwards, we should, after, afterwards, we should do, after we're done with Memorial Day, um, tier list of non-rostered 40-man man players from across the league. Um, well, LJ, we're, we're also forgetting that we have an MLB Daily Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> we should we'll push it off. <laughs> That can be every day in September. We'll we'll do a team for the Hall of Fame. There we yes, go. Yes, sir. But yeah, I went with four tiers. I've got the leaders. I've got the contenders. I have the Peloton, and I have the OLI, the outside looking in. I once again have three tiers. I have the guys that can win the award, uh, the guys who are good but need a lot to go right for them to win the award, and um, guys that are uh, solid that you've probably never heard of before. 
So, Brandon, why don't you take us through your list, and then I'll go second again. All right. So, in my first tier, I have three players for the guys that can win the award, and that is Jeremy Pena, Julio Rodriguez, and Bobby Witt Jr., um, these three guys all have very nice stats as they are, I believe it's those three that are the top three in war among these AL rookies. Um, and, you know, they also are all top 100 prospects. Julio Rodriguez and, and Bobby Witt are both top five prospects in the MLB. Jeremy Pena was top 50, I believe. Um, so, you know, these are guys that we certainly know have the talent. They've put up good stats so far this year and um, really are the leading three um, up until this point. Oh, OK, I don't know. I'll keep going. Sure. So um, my second tier, which is um, the guys that are really good, but need quite a bit to go right for them to win. So I've got um, a couple hitters here. I went with Stephen Kwan. Uh, you know, we saw the really big output at the start of the season, still having a solid year, one war, 116 weighted runs created plus, but, um, you know, he would need to have another really big uh, stretch uh, to get his name in contention. Uh, and then Gilberto Celestino has been hitting really well. He hasn't played as many games as those top three um, but he's got a 333 batting average, 400 on base percentage, and is very good in the field. So he's certainly a name that, um, you know, with more consistent play, I could totally see uh, winning this award or uh, at least um, getting into the contenders group. And then I have Joe Ryan, his teammate, um, probably the best pitcher that's a rookie. Um, 100%. And you're looking at a guy who started on opening day, right? For the twins, um, 2.81 ERA. He's got a 0.8 war. Um, if the award was going to go to a pitcher, if Joe Ryan gets hot here um, from this point through the end of the season, he certainly um, could sneak in there. But right now I think it's one of those three hitters, um, Pena, Rodriguez, and Bobby Witt Jr. Um, it's one of their awards to lose. Yeah, I think um, I see things a little bit differently on this side. Was that your third tier or was that your second tier? That was my second tier, but I want to hear your top two tiers before we get into um, anything else. The, into the completely unserious picks, yeah. Um, I've got three or four tiers, of course. My top two, starting with my leader, it's Jeremy Pena. I mean, as much as I'm a Julio Rodriguez fan, Everything is pointing in Jeremy Pena's way, especially when you consider the outside factors of playing for a competitive team, playing well amongst top talent, and also replacing possibly the best talent on that team before you thought. So this is a huge, everything about what Jeremy Pena has done has been winning baseball so far, especially when you consider the incredible impact he's had defensively I forget, did we pick him? We did pick him, or I picked him to be the Gold Glove winner for the American League as a rookie. That takes that takes guts. That's, that's incredible. Uh, in my second tier, the 
contenders, guys, I really think, you know, this is probably, I think these are the three most realistic options for the award. And the next guy I'm going to talk about here is Julio Rodriguez, of course. You know, terrific hitter, 17 stolen bases, leads the majors. You know, we're talking about a guy who quite easily could hit. Um, he could hit over 270 this year and have 30 stolen bases, maybe even more. I mean, we're only talking 60, 17 through 61 games. He can get 40. So all of a sudden you're talking ridiculous numbers there really good defender as well he just gets edged out in each of those spots i think except maybe the the speed by jeremy pena and then joe ryan i think you're hating on a little bit above and beyond the best of the contending pitchers in this group 135 era plus on the year five wins and nine starts um there's nothing not to like about this guy and if anything i think his early showings last year late in 2021 kind of show us you know this guy's going to be a contributor even when he's not at his best because like these are very middling stats you got out of him at age 25 only for 26 for him to make take that next step up i don't see him falling off anytime soon well lj the thing with jeremy pena is that he is hitting the the il um and that is certainly not going for him um and we don't know how long sure it's only a, he's on the short-term il list but that doesn't mean that there couldn't be a setback or anything i'm rooting for him to come back asap but while he's out this is giving um some other guys certainly an opportunity to catch up um but yeah i i i like your assessment of those top two tiers joe ryan is really interesting um especially like like we said if if he puts up a good enough season um especially because there is quite a few other like rookie pitchers that just have not done well this year you know um Mm -hmm. the tigers certainly have thrown quite a few guys out there that you would hope would have um contributed a little bit um and joe ryan is actually a guy that i didn't know much about i i really don't think no, i've we, ever heard of him prior to this season we were really questioning their choices um i i clearly remember at least i was and i'll take full admittance to that when they put him out there day one like i thought you know you've got more qualified guys bigger names For someone who had never pitched in in a major league game or he'd had some time. Yeah, like, like, he'd had five starts. Either way, though, you yeah. know, you, you put a rookie out there. It's not a well-known rookie. That's a huge question mark. It should be nothing, no question mark at this point, and it shouldn't be a question mark next year either. Well, shall we get into our silly tears? Yes. Do you want me to go first or you to go first? Um. I'll go first. Um, so in my guys that you've never heard of, um, but are pretty good, Jake Berger, um, eight, home, eight home runs, 23 RBIs, 273 batting average, 0.7 war. Um, that's really interesting in 38 games. Uh, I like to see that. How about my guy, MJ Melendez? 37 games played, six homers, 16 RBIs, 0.5 war. 
Um, and just like Salvi, just a tremendous negative defensive value. Um, so see that he's getting passed down the hitting traits and the fielding traits of Salvi. Um, and then um, one last guy, um, I'm going to throw in Adley Rutschman just because he's, uh, he's been off to a rough start. Um, and I really wanted to take this time just to, you know, highlight that even though he's been off to a rough start, um, still a tremendous positive on the defensive side, um, on the base running side, he's been really good. Um, he's been walking a fair share um, of the time. And um, once the strikeout numbers come down, which I'm sure they will for him at some point, once he starts to figure out more and more of the MLB pitching, um, he could have a big second half, I think. Absolutely. Um, I'm definitely going to touch on him in a few seconds because there's plenty of room for those guys. But starting with the Peloton, I ended up going with MJ Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr., and George Kirby. Melendez has clearly proven at this point, squarely, he's the best rookie on the Royals. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not something I necessarily should be saying when you've got one of the best prospects in baseball on that team, one of the most hyped guys that you never really saw. You just assumed he was going to be really good. And then he showed up and you still don't see him, but you're told he's pretty good is kind of the way that Bobby Witt has gone. Overall, it's just, these are fine numbers. He's not breaking out. He's not doing terrible. He is very average Bobby Witt. MJ Melendez, on the other hand, you hit right on the head. You There's a reason you love him. And I can't blame you. Like this is, this guy is a terrific ball player and it's going to be terrific seeing him come into his own in a few years when Salvi might not necessarily be there. You know, you've got all of that, uh, all of that time overlap, who knows either way you're, you're in great shape for your catching for the next several years. You are hundred percent. Other than that, George Kirby, Next best pitcher in this group, 3.65 ERA. You can't complain with it. Overall, just great control, you know, gets the job done. And I can see him being a very consistent force for the next five, seven years. 99th percentile in walk percentage for George Kirby and has had some really, really nice starts. Um, You know, one start against the Orioles, I like a lot against the Rangers, Certainly nice. Um, against the Rays, his very first start, um, he was dealing. So has quite a few nice starts in there. Um, and he doesn't walk anybody. So uh, that's certainly a good trait to have as a young pitcher. Yep. And, you know, it's interesting because we talked about all of the uh, contact, the uh, not contact, control grade he had being so ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't necessarily buy it because it's so hard to see. It just seems kind of unlikely. We see so many guys struggle. Let's see if this is actually for real. It's hundred percent for real. And it's the reason he's a good pitcher right out of the gate because he doesn't beat himself. Brandon's going to kill me for this pick. Starting with my outside looking in Reed Detmers. Nice. There you um, go. Look, I've never, never intended that this guy is a bad pitcher. I'm just saying he's not an all-star pitcher, which He's not, but a 383 ERA is a very admirable one at, at minimum. 
And I could definitely see him, you know, being more in play, being talked about if things go the right way for him. Again, anyone in this outside looking in, there's a reason you're not even, you're in the conversation, but you're not even in that secondary pack. Like a lot, a lot has to go right for you. I can, I can see the top two tiers of any of these lists. There's been years where that type of guy all falls off and somebody from this next group comes in, but you literally have to jump about six different guys to get into this if you're in this outside looking in for me. Going through the rest of the outside looking in, Stephen Kwan deserves to be here because of the hot start. I don't think there's any, any part about his game that necessarily will excite people enough to keep the hype going throughout the rest of the year. dropped him in fantasy. He dropped him in fantasy, exactly. Yeah. But like, you know, he's, he's, he's solid and all. I just don't see, like, even with another big burst at the end of the year, how that hype ever gets back to the point it was at the beginning of the season. And then the last two guys I have on the outside looking in, Spencer Torkelson and Adley Rushman, when you have the name recognition that these two guys have, it's never too late. Like, these guys have been bad to start their careers. Like, offensively especially, both of them have not been good. No bueno. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of these guys, it takes a while to adjust, and they can easily get themselves into this conversation with a hot July, a hot August, and next thing you know, they could even end up being the leaders in this after not really doing well through the majority of the year. So I can definitely see those two guys getting in. Another guy I did consider, didn't put him in there, Brock Burke. We mm. talked enough about him on our AL reliever of the years uh, of the year, but honestly, he probably deserves to be on this list more than Stephen Kwan. One last guy that I looked over that um, I really should have included, Alex Fiedo of the Tigers. Hmm. Um, Sure, the one and two a record isn't the best over seven games started, but two nine two ERA, um, which is re- only eleven points behind Joe Ryan, um, and he actually has eleven less innings than Joe Ryan this year. Um, so he's been good. Point six WAR. Um, certainly keep an eye out for him. Um, but the Tigers have a lot of rookies, at least of rookie pitchers on this list. Alex Lang with 0.6 war, Will Vest with 0.4 war, Alex Fiedo with 0.6 war. And that's not even a bringing up how all these other young guys they've had, like uh, Casey Mize, who just had to get Tommy John surgery. And they've got Matt Manning and um, uh, Tariq Scooball and um, Spencer Turnbull. Just the list goes on and on. That's really like with the Tigers and the Marlins, it feels like there's like, 11 or 12 guys who are in the mix there. Yeah. You know, if this team could get like two bats out of their farm system, this would be a winning rebuild right now. But, you know, you got to figure things out. And this, this franchise, I at least am optimistic, you know, they want to do right by their fans and they want to put the money in to put, make a competitive team. So things will get better soon, Detroit. Well, LJ, do you have anything else? Uh, No, I think I'm just about set here. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Check us out Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. Um, We'll be back tomorrow with our team of the week. Should be a good one. And we'll see you. See you manana.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.